0: Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece
1: I trust you'll enjoy. Today, we get a lead in a conversation that I'm really excited about. One of the passages that really is the great passage, the great commandment. We have this opportunity to really dialogue and dissect and a conversation that Jesus would have with a lawyer. And the lawyer really wants to know what is the greatest commandment, Jesus. And I love Jesus so much, he has to wrap it into two specific commandments. But really, we're going to dissect it and really have a heart that we ask God to lead us. How do we have healthy, authentic relationships? I've got the perfect guest, Pastor Russ Smith. He's the pastor of City Church of Surprise. He is married to his high school sweetheart. I love that. 42 years ago, six children, four boys, two girls. Two youngest are adopted and African-American. We adopted them at three weeks old and three months old. Twelve grandchildren, and they are
0: Montana natives. Thank you so much, Russ Smith, for being my guest today. Mark, it is, it's exciting to be here. I've been looking forward to this. And as we talked earlier, I was sick leading up to this. Didn't know if I'd make it, so... I'm glad to be here. I'm breaking all the rules. I have a cough drop in my mouth, but uh, we'll we'll get through the radio rules and and have a good day. I love it. Well, I'm glad
1: you're here. I really have enjoyed the time we spent over the phone. I have the joy, I'll just say this kind of out of the gate, I have the joy of being able to bring in pastors week in and week out to have conversations. And from the moment we chatted, probably almost a month ago the first time, Mm. I just felt a deep, profound fellowship and connection with you, your heart and love for the Lord, Mm. and the way you take grace and truth in everything you do is so evident. It's an ethos around you as you speak and as you love Jesus. So you just came back from a conference, and in this conference they asked you to come out and speak. And it was a conference, really, a lot of it was about, you told me over the phone, really having healthy, authentic relationships. Right. Let's just unpack that, because all of us right now, wherever you might be listening in, we all raise our hand, and even if you're driving, you can do this. We all raise our hand and say we want to have healthy, authentic right. relationships. Right. So, how do we do that? What does that look like for us? Let's just start with how we begin to really process having healthy, authentic relationships.
0: Well, Mark, that's that's such a, a big picture, and it's like that's really kind of the reason that this organization that I met with in Montana uh, had me come in. They've they they have 18 locations and so they're trying to create relationships within their locations and then help their employees have relationships that are healthy with their families and their peers and so it's every level of of life we we're trying to find authenticity not a synthetic relationship and one of the markers that we can measure how authentic our relationship is really in it is framed in in the book in the bible Numbers chapter 6 where, you know, a song is popular now, May the Lord bless you and keep you and his face shine upon you. That that very popular song that comes from Numbers chapter 6. But it's interesting that it says, May his face shine upon you. Um, When we're in a grocery store and we make eye contact with someone, the the unspoken rule is look away. Hmm. Unless... You get caught looking at someone, and then you make up a, like, hey, nice shirt, buddy. Yeah. Like your hat. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And then you look away. Right. That's the rule. And if somebody doesn't look away, well, that's weird. Yeah. It's awkward for them. Yeah. It's like, this is... But the, the awkwardness is, that's really a measure of an authentic relationship is, can you look someone in the eye, and can that look in the eye can be more than momentary? And if, if any relationship you're in that challenge is presented, then it's okay to step back and go, okay, how do I make this a healthier relationship? So when I talk about these things, that's kind of the measuring stick. Can I look someone in the eye and can it be longer than a grocery store glance when we're looking each other in the eye? And so that's kind of the, the, the build towards, and we're all designed to desire that we desire to walk into a room and have someone look at us and light up yeah. we, we desire that from our dad is you know the the easy analogy is when we're in sports we look we we scan the stands to see if our dad is smiling and looking at us and yeah. and that 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 part of our dna doesn't go away that's how god designed us and so he says my face is going to shine on you i hope you'll look at it and we can have an authentic relationship with each other. You don't have to be full of shame or guilt or fear. Nothing nothing you do changes the way I look at you when I'm sitting in the stands. You don't score any points, I'm smiling. You trip over your shoes, I'm smiling. You're on the bench, I'm smiling. And so we're designed to have that and to desire that. And he designed it for us to have that.
1: I love that. I just want to say one thing. I love where we're headed. And I love that you, out of the gate, are really identifying clearly that the measuring stick is authenticity and it really comes back from a place and I love the number 6 when we begin to fill our hearts and fill our minds with an understanding that the Lord's face shines upon us right when we fill ourselves completely yeah. fill ourselves in that place of worship then it's so easy for us to be able to walk in a posture and to be able to have the eye contact and to be able to really display authenticity because at the end of the day I think and I want to ask you this question. I think there's some people listening in right now and they're like Mark Russ, I don't know I don't know how to be authentic. I don't mm. I, I really am challenged with that. Yeah. What does that look like? How do I cultivate that or how do I grow in that? Yeah. And I think that's a great question that I want to ask you. I think what I would tell people is this. The people that you trust, the people that are in that kind of inner circle that you trust, when people Ask me how do I cultivate vulnerability, transparency, authenticity, because we all crave it and we all want it.
0: Right, right.
1: There's so many things in the world today, specifically social media and other things that really get in the way and impede us feeling like we can be vulnerable and be transparent. Right. We have to always project the shiny and project the the fake reality that's not really reality, but it's easy to do. And I just tell people this, Russ. I say, you know what? When somebody asks you the question that typically they ask you when you see them, Hey, how are you? Or how's your week been? Those kind of casual first (laughs) moments when you see somebody, when you trust them, begin to share a little bit. Hey, you know what? This week has been hard for this reason. Or I'm walking through this, 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 and this is why it's been a little bit challenging. What that does, I have found, is that begins to kind of open up your heart to them and allows them to feel safe and comfortable to do the same in a mutual exchange back and forth. So I'd ask you, how do you cultivate that? Because we all want authenticity, and I feel like it's one of the key, if not the key ingredient, to have healthy, authentic relationships. How do you cultivate it when people right now are like, I don't even really know how to do that much anymore?
0: Right. I, I want to give maybe some three how-tos, but you mentioned something that is, is so so large in what influences our relationships and it's it's not just social media but the access that we have to information uh, that that keeps us from investing in our face to face relationships uh, two professors one from the University of Southern California and one from the University of Catalonia in, in Barcelona Spain did did a, a study of this this complete change in communication we're having. It's, it's, what's going on in our world today is something that hasn't happened in probably 500 years, a communication shift. But what's really hit is up to 1986, the majority of our information came through reading a newspaper. And at that time, the average newspaper was was about 85 pages front back, front and back. By 2007, the information that's Flowing in our direction, is equivalent to forty newspapers a day. Last year, this this study finished, and these two professors found that the information coming at us through social media, streaming, is equivalent to one hundred and seventy-four newspapers a day wow. at eighty-five pages a newspaper. Wow, we're not designed to take in that kind of information. And there's a myth that says that I can I, I can multitask. Well, that statement came from a computer creator who had a computer with multiple processors, and so the computer was multitasking. But we have one processor. It's our brain. So we don't multitask. We juggle. And in the juggling of our thoughts, at this kind of projection, I have to choose to not have authentic relationships because of the synthetic ones coming at me so much, so fast every single day. but how do I build some of those authentic relationships? Number one uh, is kind of the obvious is is to be better at, at, our, at our communication. Um, th- the top three reasons for divorce are communication, financial disagreement, and sexual disagreement. I really believe, that if we can solve number 1 2 and 3 don't exist when we when we get better really just taking the time to to have authentic open relationships and make it a deliberate time that, that that we communicate much better and and where we've lost that in our culture is in my day we had you showed up for dinner yeah and you sat down at the table and nightly nightly yeah exactly and and you talked yeah
1: and About your day and what happened, highs, lows.
0: Exactly. And and we today sit down at the table, but there's a place at every table for our phone. Yeah. And and we have a setting for our phone right at the table next to us. And so I'm not so much saying that abdicating because schedules are crazy. Okay, let's go back to 5 o'clock dinner. I am saying schedule dinner time in your home. Whatever, whatever that looks like. The 21st century means put your phone away close your laptop, shut off the TV and look at each other and just talk about your day and ask questions about your day and, and, and be willing to listen to those. We're we're, we're poor at listening because so much is coming at us so fast. So for us to deliberately create dinner time, uh, is so important. I love that. Two quick things I'll
1: say. I know you got two more. I love overheaded we uh, Better in communication, two things that I've really been working on, and I am a huge work in progress. But the first one is this, just making eye contact when mm. I have conversation with people. Right. Because I notice, and I have two teenage daughters, but I notice with my teenage girls, a lot of their friends, and they've got great friends, but a lot of their friends when they come over, it's almost awkward. Like right. this conversation in the grocery store, it's almost right. awkward- When I make eye contact and we have conversation, because it's so rare for them in school and with their peers to be able to have we're having right now, eye contact with one another and communicate back and forth. In addition to that, to listen is to love. And we have to really grow in that and know that that is a biblical principle that God's given us. Be quick to listen, slow to speak. We've got to constantly be saying, Lord, help me be a better listener. Yeah, In this overwhelming yes. onslaught of information, I can't even imagine 174 newspapers, 85 pages each newspaper coming at me a day. Every day. And yet every day for all of us. And yet that is eroding quickly our ability to listen. Right. So we've got to pray through this. We've got to really ask for help. We've got to ask for accountability.
0: We've got to really support each other in this. So right. I love where we're headed. It, it, you you hit so much. I love there. I, loving is listening. That's a great, that's a great truth. The eye contact piece is, is also so walking up to your building today out on the, on the, on the sidewalk was a homeless person mm. and a female. And so we were crossing paths. I'm one direction and she's the other. And, so I, I made a deliberate attempt to look her in the eye and smile at her, and I just watched her shoulders relax. Mm-hmm. Just at that moment, we're we're designed for that, and and God's so good that even if we didn't grow up with it, somehow He'll put it in our life. There's a reason why Moses is the only prophet that saw God or spoke to God face to face. He didn't get to see his dad when he was born. Three months he was in hiding. Shoved under a bed, put in a closet. He had no. He didn't have that father that lit up when he walked in the room for the first part of his life. But yet, God is so good in His redemption that He's the one prophet that talked to God face to face. He knows that we need that person that lights up when we walk in the room, and that's part of our communication. Is is what? How do I look at people? How do I listen to people? Do do I light up when they walk in the room, or or do I communicate? that they don't exist or that I'm disappointed in them. So communication is key. Uh, the, the, the second piece is, is that we, we need to realize that, that our, we're not, we're not very good at doing activities together. We today doing something together is watching a movie or, or, um, sitting down at, at, at the table and, again, go, going back to, to, the, to the phone and, and maybe sharing a picture we've looked at or somebody's humorous post. But we've lost the creativity to, to be active together. It's, it's not that difficult, especially this time of year in the Phoenix area, to just go for a walk, mm-hmm. Le- leave the phone behind. It's, it's not that difficult today to break out a deck of cards and play a child's game or or whatever is is your your favorite today it's it's really not that difficult but we've lost the imagination so so healthy relationships authentic relationships take creativity they take imagination when i when my children were at home i dated my children my boys and my girls and so every Saturday, I was on a date with one of my children.
1: Mm.
0: And, and I would say to them, because I wanted them to be creative, I would say to them, this Saturday at 9 a.m., we're going to spend three hours together. You have the choice. We can just sit on the bed and look at each other. <laughs> or you can plan a day. Right. But you plan the day, and I'll be here at 9. And at first, they kind of struggled. But as they realized this is going to be a habit, the creativity flowed and I've laid on my stomach and watched ants build forts. I've ice skated. I've rollerbladed. I've rode bicycles. I've walked in the woods. I've gone fishing, whatever they want to do. But we've lost that Mark. We've lost imagination, which creates activities that we can do together that opens communication. Some of the best conversations I've had with my children, we're unintentional. And
1: doing those things.
0: Exactly. Right. Exactly. I
1: love it so much. I'll just say it quickly because I know we got one more. For me in my home and wherever you are right now, again, if you can take notes, just really allow God to absorb this conversation because I've realized that activities together, I've even said if we can have this experiential intimacy, creating experiences and moments mm, together, it right. doesn't have to be expensive. Right. You mentioned a walk. You mentioned lying on your belly and watching ants. Those are both free things that we can do, playing cards, dating our kids. Just recently, my son and I, I give them one day a semester that they can play hooky from school, and they plan the day. Nice. So two weeks ago Monday, my son and I, he planned the day. We did Christmas lights, hung them in our front yard all day together, and rocked out to Christmas music. Yeah. And that is a day. That we played together and we created lifelong moments together. Right. And it's also a day I've realized with all of my kids, when you look at the love languages, all of them scored the highest in their five love languages in quality time. Hmm. They just want to be with us. And the way we can communicate in an authentic, open way, hear their heart, the landscape and the heartbeat of what they're walking through and what they're going through, they're so much more open to be able to share those things You're so right. in these moments, so You're I so love right, it. Mark. I love it. Number three. I think the,
0: the third right. piece yeah. is we can't we can't devalue the spiritual connection, the, the, the need to realize Solomon, who by all standards was the wisest and wealthiest man that ever lived, when he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, which is really kind of his last will and testament, mm-hmm. and, And it it almost is like sitting on the porch with the grandfather and listening to stories. And when the grandfather goes away, you realize, well, that was not just rabbit trails. That was a tapestry. He painted a picture. And that's really Ecclesiastes, where Solomon is reviewing his successes, reviewing his failures, and giving us some pieces of life. And in that, the wealthiest and wisest man that ever lived, at the end of the day, at the end of the book, he says essentially— there is a life bigger than the one we're in. Live with a focus on that. don't Don't be so short-sighted. And so when we bring a, a spiritual connection into our our relationships, it takes authenticity to another level. Jesus knelt down and washed the disciples' feet. and a mentor of mine once said to me, the picture there is you will never know why a person walks the way they do until you wash their feet mm. until you, until you serve them at a level, the greater than yourself that, that has no selfish gain that, that has no, no focus on me doing, but on you being. And, and when we add the spiritual piece, it really, again, it, it it feeds the other two. With, with the spiritual piece, I'm much more creative than am my, I by myself. He says, he, God says he'll do for us more than what I can imagine, which means I have, I play a part in that. I have to be willing to imagine, and he'll do more than that. But I have a part in that. So when I'm creative and I spend time creatively, it opens a door for communication. And when I have an open door of communication, now now I'm building authenticity. Now, now the relationship gets real. And again, back to number six, I find it interesting that, that he says, may the Lord bless you and keep you. What, what's the keeping piece? What, what's the keeping piece in, in that? Well, it, I, I, we don't really have a, Definitive theological description of that. So, my my opinion, Mark, is that he's saying there: may may your relationship with the Lord be so real, so authentic, so open that it keeps you. You you can't help but look at him. You can't help but want to spend time with him. You you can't you can't help but want to be like him and emulate him in the, in the fullness of the word. Keep may it keep you, protect you build you up, motivate you, may, may, that, may that relationship. And and so when I look at my wife and my children and my grandchildren, I, I want our relationship to be one that keeps them. They, they, they want to be kept by their husband, their dad, their grandfather. So I, I think those three pieces, communication, creative activity, and the spiritual aspect, have to be foundational in in beginning authentic relationships.
1: I couldn't agree more. And I love that we're finishing our time together really understanding deeply the importance of this spiritual connection. Yeah, And I love how we brought it back to the bedrock of the truth that we can't lose sight of and the importance of bringing faith into our homes, mm. bringing faith into our relationships, and seeing what God does in the midst of these conversations that when we have conversations with our loved ones and the people that God has entrusted to us relationally about the kingdom of God, the reality is is that every single day the kingdom of man and the kingdom of God are colliding. Right. But in those moments, we are walking out a Matthew 6.33 moment Mm -hmm. where we're seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto us as we put our eyes and our heart and our face to seek him and seek his kingdom. And that just opens up this vibrant, authentic relationship that we get with God and then also we get with others. I love that. Pastor Russ Smith, thank you so much for being my guest today.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure. Look forward to it for a long time and glad we got to do it. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.